Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Settle It on the Screen. I am your host for tonight, Glenn and Glendo Updike. Mike and Nick can't be here tonight. They're at a wedding, so I apologize. Tonight's guest is Robbie Lakeman, who is now the new king of Donkey Kong. He just got an amazing 1.14 million score on it, taking over Hank Chen's uh, previous record of 1.138. He will be joining us here in just a couple of minutes to talk about his uh, path to get that record because he did take a lot of work to uh, lots of grinding out the past couple of months. But uh, in the past couple of days, there's actually been quite a number of big scores that have popped up. Um, I hope I pronounce his last name Steve Kleiseth. I want to say he goes by Maximum Steve on Twitch, which I think is one of the best Twitch names ever. Uh, he just got over two million on Arcade Mario Brothers with the No Pow Challenge, so congratulations to him. Our boy Mark Keel got a uh, 1.137. I think it is. It was one million one hundred thirty-seven thousand five hundred points on Donkey Kong, which is just under the uh, Robbie score. So. Robbie's going to have some competition coming up with uh, Ross and Mark and a couple others gunning for the score that he just got. And Robbie should be joining us here in a couple seconds here. He's going to be playing some Donkey Kong and giving out some tips tonight. As well, just talk about the Donkey Kong community, which is a pretty amazing thing. That's it's almost like a community within a community. We're gonna try and get him in here. So amazing accomplishment on Robbie's part, and he's been, I think. He's also the world record holder on Strategy X, Stradivox, Death Race, Cheeky Mouse. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> I don't see a video, buddy. You don't see me at all? No. Should I be seeing you guys at all? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do three then. Just having some technical difficulties, but I'm trying to think of all the other games. He's got quite a few records on some pretty cool games. He, uh, We were talking last night, and he showed me the Cheeky Mouse, and that game looks awesome as heck. Really fast-paced. It's really crazy, and I think he was... 200 and some thousand on that game, which I watched a video last night of a guy doing it, and it was pretty crazy. Uh, Let me give it a try. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, it says update. Ready to Okay. (laughs) 
I'm going to hold down the fort, Robbie. I'll see you in a little, little bit. <laughs> All right, yeah. And I think what there's going to be another Donkey Kong Open scheduled here in a couple months, which would be pretty cool since a lot of people have been practicing the game to go back after the record as of late. I predicted in the last one that we would see a world record, but Robbie didn't do it till like the week after. So that puts, <clears throat> as far as arcade scores, Mark would be third as of the other day. In between. Uh, yeah. We are you are watching settle it on the screen right now. We're gonna have our guest Robbie Lakeman come in and play some Donkey Kong for you guys. He's the new world record holder. Got an amazing score of I have it right up here, one million one hundred forty one thousand eight hundred points, which is insane. That puts him first in arcade and second overall. Because the first, the highest score ever done was 1,206,800 by Dean Saglio. That was on MAME. So Robbie is the world record holder on the arcade. And yes, Robbie does play a mean game of Moon Cresto, which is another really harsh game. <laughs> Anybody got any questions for about Donkey Kong? Is there anybody that's not familiar with it? Most people that follow Twin Galaxies would know that that's probably the most competitive game on the scoreboard. The competition on it is just it's crazy. All right, am I you got me here? I don't see a video, Robbie. All right. I might have to just reboot my computer and give it another try because I did update it. Um, Try that and see if that will work. Okay. That's, yeah, that's pretty much, I guess, either that or then I, I could just start a stream on Twitch or something if, if you want to get that up. That's another thing. If you would like to follow Robbie, his Twitch channel is Lakeman421, which I suggest going over there and giving him a sub. All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll restart the computer and then I'll I'll try that. If not, then we can just. See if that will hopefully it'll work.
I think the Kong off this year is going to be scheduled in March. And I'm not for sure how Richie's going to be doing it this year as far as who's going to get a definitive spot in it. There was talk that he was going to go off of the Twin Galaxies scoreboard and just do the top ten in that. But I don't think it's set in stone. It is going to be at his place in New Jersey this year. Which I do plan on going. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be lots of great people there. So far it's in New Jersey. I don't know as if he has a set date. I think it's just a, he just is planning it in March for right now. And I think he, it's going to be a little bit different from what I've heard. It's not going to be everyone gets a machine and just grinds it out for a couple of days. I do think that there's going to be a tournament bracket style. Usually it's, um, I don't know if he's going to keep it arcade only this time or if he's going to allow MAME submissions. It's kind of up in the air. Nothing's like really set in stone right now for it. He kind of wants everyone's input on it and to make sure it's the best event possible. And that... It's arcade in MAME. Thanks, Deathblade. Because if you ask me, there's enough talented people there to uh... 3.1, Jace. <laughs> yeah, he's somehow like managed to get past the kill screen and just stay alive for like, what, 12 hours? Simply select uh, the, at the start menu, don't use kill screen. Don't use kill screen? Yeah. I did not know <coughs> that. You have to put in the Konami code or something for that? Listen, I this is why um, I've been known as the game master of all time, because I have these inside tracks of knowledge. Oh, really? Yes. Did you know that actually, though, Jace, you can get past, it, it's not on every version, but you can actually get past the kill screen and dig dug there's a glitch that you can do alright I think Robbie is in but we can't see him is that you connected on three yeah yeah alright hang up and we're gonna try to call you okay uh, alright alright hold on alright he hung up what I always thought would be cool is that somebody like fix Pac-Man on MAME and to make it marathonable so you could gain lives and go past the kill screen. Or maybe you like even do that with Donkey Kong. Damn, look at that. There he is. We see him. He's there. And he is now he's in fear of Steve Sanders three million on his Donkey Kong. 
And <laughs> there we go. So I'll leave it to you guys. How are you doing tonight, Robbie? Pretty good. Finally, we got this thing working. Nice, buddy. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah you as well, sir. Even though we talked for hours on in last night, but that was a good time. Yeah, just you had a couple beers and just talked. So, <laughs> I had five questions I was going to ask you. You've probably already heard these questions before. Hang okay. on real quick here. I have to bring them up. Anyways, do you have any other plans for, like, any other games that you want to go back to or maybe you're going to try in the future? Um, did you did you participate in that that uh, gaming bash of the year? Yeah, I actually, I, I played a few games. When I got my second place Donkey Kong score, the one... I think it was 1,137,000. I actually submitted that score for the event. And then, oh, nice. Yeah, and then there was a couple other games I played. I played Splatterhouse because nobody else wanted to play it, so I, I kind of took one for the team team there. <laughs> so I, I don't mind that game. It's just there's not enough challenge to it to keep me entertained. Yeah, it I think that was my yeah. That was my issue with it because yeah, it was like it was cool. Like there's that first boss with all the leeches, and then. Then I got to the second one. I was fighting a chair, and I was just I was just turned off by that. Just fighting a chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's four questions that any gaming journalist must ask. First one is, what was your first memory of Donkey Kong? What did slash does the game mean to you? Uh, my first memory it was pretty much when I saw King of Kong back in 2011, and then. After that, it was kind of, I, I broke in the record on Cheeky Mouse. I had also Strategy X was another record I broke in. And they weren't extremely competitive games, so I kind of wanted to be good at a game that people had actually heard of. So uh, the King of Kong, they talk about the top five games. So I wanted to do one of those, and then I picked Donkey Kong. And I was at the bar with my buddy, and I told him about it. and. He didn't think I could do it, and I just told, I told him I'd get top 20, and we kind of made a bar bet over it, so let's see if I can get in the top 20. And then after that, I just kept playing from there. Which is which is crazy, because nowadays, like, because that was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, when you made so that my bar? first game was early 2012, so at the time, top 20, I think I was going for Brian Koo. He was around maybe 600,000 or so. And nowadays, top 20 is like what? Every score in the top 20 is like a million almost. Yeah, probably high 900,000 is, is top 20. I mean, the the competition has just drastically skyrocketed between then yeah. and now. Yeah, there was, it was a huge interest going into the game right after the first Kong off. I think that's something that really contributed to it was a, a live competition where you got the two stars from the film and then eight other great players all competing head-to-head. -head. So I think that's kind of what really brought more interest into the game. <laughs> Second question, what made you decide to go after this record? But you already answered that pretty much. <laughs> These questions yeah. probably sound familiar. Yeah, part of it was the bar bet, and then I just, I, <laughs> I, I'd gotten like 700,000, and I was kind of like, well, I've gone this far, I might as well go for the kill screen. And then I got the kill screen, and... I was like, well, I could go for a million now, and then I kind of just kept, I just kept playing until I was 
within reach, and then at that point I realized I could do it, so I just kept playing. Do you think you could actually break 300,000 on Cheeky Mouse if you put some more time into it? 300,000? Yeah, definitely. I could I could do, I've done at least 260,000. I think I had one really stupid death, so yeah, there's definitely more room in that game. Because I, I was watching it last night, and that just gets the difficulty ramps like crazy on it. Yeah, but it I, looks pretty, fun. I, yeah, oh, it's a fun game. It's just it's pretty straightforward of what the game is. You're just bashing mice with a hammer. <laughs> Which you know <laughs> on paper sounds boring as hell, but you have to play it. It's actually yeah. really really fun. Yeah, it's, it's it's a fun game. It's it's uh it can be really tough too, and then. You have those critters that can kill you instantly. So, yeah, you're, you have to bash mice for almost an hour to get the record now. We were talking last night, and you said that you you almost consider Stradivox, like, you hold that closer to you than the Donkey Kong record almost. Yeah, in a way, because when I was trying to learn how to play Donkey Kong, I just... All I did was research because all the information was available. So I just, all I had to do was go online and just watch other people play or read um, just certain strategies and try them out. But with Stratavox, that was just a game I picked and I liked. And I just kind of sat there for a couple months and just figured it out on my own and probably played it in a way that nobody else plays it. So that's, yeah, that's kind of why I'm proud of that. It, I actually figured out the game for myself. So you're like the. The innovator slash pioneer of the scoring on that, pretty much. Yeah, you said, I, I never you actually watched any IMPs from anyone else on that game or any video, so I just started straight from scratch, and I just kind of kept playing the game, and then I figured out how to outsmart it in a way, but at the same time get more points. That's pretty much how I played, or got a lot of my records, was just playing the game by myself. <laughs> Some of the games I do have records on, they're not as popular on the NES, but they're games that I played when I was a kid and I still love. So yeah. a lot of some of my point pressing and stuff is just stuff that I've learned over the years, accidents, trial and error, coming up with stuff, drawing in notebooks, stuff like that. Here's a can yeah. of worms that we can open. Uh, what do you think about the submission process for Donkey Kong? Um, the submission process, I think um, the recording rules are a little ridiculous at this point. Um, they're just, the, the Twin Galaxies rules just show a long list of steps with you opening your machine and showing the inside and showing everything. And then you try to step up and play a game, you die on the first board, and then you have to do it over again. That's what the rules are. But a lot of us really haven't been doing that too thoroughly for a while because um, when these rules were first written, it was at the time where you had to play live if you wanted to submit a million point score. So these rules came out and the rules seemed reasonable compared to flying to a live location or uh, setting up a time when the referee to meet up live. So it was reasonable at the time, but now that we have Twitch and people streaming their games, um, and now we're in the process of almost doing public verification, uh, those rules are just really not necessary. As long as you're showing that you have 
the right parts. I don't I don't see the point in uh, having to keep showing every cycle of the intro screen and then opening the back and doing that before a game and then after a game. There's just no reason for it. And we we were talking too is like that game for it gets its own special treatment with the submission process. There's no other arcade games that you could submit a score and have to go through that extent of a submit, like a submission process. Like it just has its own rules for like how you submit the game or like all of the steps that you have to take to make sure that the verification is correct. I don't think that there's any other arcade game that, uh, Twin Galaxies asked to go to that extreme level of verification. Yeah, there there are none that I'm aware of. And in a way, it's almost like putting the game on a pedestal because you're doing, you're, you, you have to do so much more verification for that one game as opposed to all the other games. And you're almost putting that game in front of all the other ones saying that this one is the best one and it requires that kind of verification. And that's not true because there are other great games out there that people would rather play than Donkey Kong. And I would, there are other games I'd rather play than Donkey Kong sometimes. It's just, uh, it can't be all about Donkey Kong. You just have to move on uh, from certain things that have happened in the past. Um, you obviously with the King Kong and gummy substances and people accusing each other of cheating, that's a lot of that's in, like in the past now just because we have uh, the internet and Twitch and all the footage just readily available for us when people are willing to share it. And now on the Donkey Kong forum, we have our own scoreboard. So we've already been doing our own public verifications. Uh, as everyone knows, Mark Keel did uh, a good score the other day and he just put it on YouTube and submitted the link and we said, hey, it's good and put it on our scoreboard. So I, I don't see why it should be any different for Twin Galaxies or something as similar to that. And it, and it, it's different nowadays because there's not going to be some random guy that just comes out of the woodwork and breaks the world record that nobody's ever heard of. They're, the Donkey Kong community, it's pretty tightly knit where they know all the players' skills behind the game. They know who can do what, who has the potential to do what. So it's not... And the thing of it is, is you guys at the forum don't go through that extreme process but you have caught people cheating in the past like just within the recent year there was a person that tried cheating on the donkey kong open and he was called out on it and the reason that you or the they found that it was he was using an old imp to submit for the uh, tournament and it was so easy for you guys just to bring up <laughs> the imp that he submitted previously and be like hey this is the same exact game, and you're trying to resubmit it. Right, and that yeah, that kind of goes back to uh, the earlier days when the Donkey Kong record was uh, between Billy and Steve and Tim and some other people. It was um, yeah, it was just a, it was a completely different tale back then because there weren't enough people with everything available to them. But nowadays we have a forum just mostly Donkey Kong players, and they're all really smart people and good with computers, so it's almost impossible to even outsmart them if you wanted to. But yeah, that goes back to the, the old IMP thing. See, someone just looked into it deeply enough to realize that the IMP was old, and uh, yeah, when you have enough people and some people are interested in 
verify, verify, uh, verification properly, then they, uh, it'll be a lot easier to catch on to. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. It was the Internet Gaming Bash. That's where the person was caught cheating. But either way, it just goes to show you, it's like you you guys aren't doing that extreme verification process and you can still call them out just because the sheer amount of people that follow that game within the community. And like I said, everybody knows everyone's skills and what they're capable of for the most part. You're not going to get too many big like surprises nowadays out of people playing that game. Unless somebody oh. like quit for a while and you haven't heard of them and he comes back, and does something. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard of that happening in forever. So yeah, there's no point in the the old verification. And yeah, I mean, we even though these games are over three hours long, there are still people that are going to be watching the entire game board by board. And if something's not right in the game, they'll point it out. I mean, every time someone has a really great score. Scott Cunningham, he goes through the entire video board by board and counts all the points, and he's watching every single second of that film. And someone as knowledgeable as him on the game, he, he would, even him alone could just recognize if something was wrong. So it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just all the knowledge is available, and everyone knows each other's skills. So, yeah, the the extensive rules on verifying it are just completely beyond reasonable at this point. And as high as the score is. That score, a score like I just got or what Mark just got are just really high and they're maybe a once-a-month opportunity. So it's, it's it just makes the restarting process even more painful than it already is. Yeah, when you... And, like, two years ago, the Donkey Kong score was way lower than what it is now, isn't it? What was it? Uh, well, yeah, a couple years ago was... Yeah, Hank was just passing 1.1 million a couple years ago. Oh yeah, Rob, you also did the uh, Arcade Crazy Kong record. Yeah, I did that uh, last weekend. I was at Eric Tesler's house, and he just got a Crazy Kong cab from um, from Richie. So um, he ha Eric has his own scoreboard at his house for all the games that he has, and. His score was on there, it was like 562,000. I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely beat that. And I did some point pressing and I just played pretty well. So I, yeah, I ended up uh, just passing Jeff on that. So uh, I, I got the badge, which ma that's what matters to me the most is getting the badge. But I think, <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> I think eventually, I think eventually uh, Jeff or somebody else will, will take it back. Yeah, Jeff said temporarily you have it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, if you're out there, yeah, I, I expect you to take that back real soon. That could be the new uh, rivalry, Crazy Kong. You add Phil Tudos in the mix. Get all three of you guys playing that. Because didn't Phil do, like, over 700,000 on that game on MAME? Yeah, he he used uh, pretty much all the glitches possible in that game. I I'm pretty I don't know I'm pretty sure Jeff because Twin Galaxies has um, a different set of rules on Crazy Kong the, using the glitches. So I didn't use any of those, and I'm pretty sure uh, Jeff didn't either. But you, yeah, you can score way higher um, using those glitches the way that Phil does because he's yeah he's figured out how to 
max out the gain to its full potential using the glitches. There's some, what, where are the glitches? There's the barrel glitch where you can like warp the level, I do you believe. Yeah, you can uh, you can skip the board if you want, but Phil, he, he, he point presses the entire board until all the clock's down to zero, and then he tries to do that skip on the bottom. So he's, he's uh, maxing out every single barrel board, and if he dies doing it, he still gets 10, 11,000 points for a death, so that's, that's why he does it. And then you have the one on the pie factory where you grab the hammer and you can drop the hammer, and while you're climbing to the top, like up to the top, that hammer is still smashing pie, so you're gathering points while you're clearing the board. Wow, I didn't know that one. I, did, yeah, I, know, I know about the ladder glitch. Yeah, yeah, the ladder glitch. That's that's more of a survival thing. You don't really gain too many points from doing doing that unless you're trying to not die climbing down a ladder to rejump some more barrels. But yeah, the ladder glitch isn't too bad. That's just kind of more of a part of the game. But um, as far as the barrel skips and the dropping the hammer on the pie factories, that's where you really gain the points from. But um, and then you can also skip the kill screen, so that's another, I don't know, 12, 15,000 points. So there's a lot more potential in using those glitches than in just playing straight up. Now, what would you say? Would you say just to play straight up or use the glitches, too? Um, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more traditional. I would say play it straight up, but if the community decided that they wanted to use all the glitches, I wouldn't have a problem with that. It would just... I would have to just change my game and to, to keep up with everybody. Because that's a big debate, even with the speedruns, glitches or not. I say do both. Maybe even yeah. make another tracking for it. Because the game yeah. ends, it would be kind of cool to see like the most points that you could possibly get out of that game, even yeah, with the that's glitches. Yeah, why I think that it would be a good idea to use those glitches because that's that's the purpose of what we're trying to do. We really just want to beat these games and just see what they're capable of doing. If there were if there were anything like that in Donkey Kong, which there aren't, I'm sure people would want to do it or even would attempt to do it. Or it would have done it already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it meant another five, ten thousand points, you're just trying to max out the game w within reason. Yeah, I know. Five ten thousand points don't sound like a lot, but I've won a Donkey Kong tournament by like under five thousand points once. So. Oh yeah, I mean now, well now with the scoreboard the way it is, uh, on the arcade you have me at the top, and then Vincent who's in fifth. He's at yeah, I think he's fifty nine hundred behind me. So, yeah, five people within six thousand points of each other. So it's really, it's at it's at a we're at a plateau right now, I guess. Um, as far as the top players go. The cool thing about Donkey Kong 2 is if you want to learn, like the entire community behind it would be willing to sit there and help you out. Like all you got to really oh, do yeah. is just stream Donkey Kong if you have a streaming channel. And I swear, like in an hour, you'll get a couple of the Donkey Kong players in there giving you tips. Yeah, that was that was a big part of how I learned. I. I started streaming probably almost summer of 2012, and I had people like Mark Keel coming into my channel, and uh, 
yeah, they, a lot of a lot of people did give me advice when I first started out, and that really what helped excel me to get to the kill screen. And then uh, and then after that, I I had uh, Vincent LeMay give me a lot of advice too. He watched he watched me going for a million, so he he definitely gave me a lot of advice. And then even after even after that, when I was going for the record, so yeah, anyone. Anyone in the community is willing to help if anyone has any questions. We're not going to hide anything. Yeah, you and Mark have helped me a lot with Donkey Kong. I'd say you guys, you two are probably the ones that sat there and helped me out the most. Just watching my stream and just telling me, hey, you died there. This is why you died. You should probably do this next time. Or this would be a good idea if you did that. You looked out here. I would have did this. And it's, it's really helpful between you guys, like, I doubled my Donkey Kong score just because of all the advice and stuff and things that I was learning about the game. I was like 200,000 and now I'm damn near 400,000. So. Yeah, I mean, that, and that comes down to just learning a couple more things here and there because if you, if you learn one, one way to prevent yourself from dying the way you normally do, that's one extra life that you have, and sometimes that one extra life goes another 100,000 points to even 500,000 points. So you're really, I mean, you're when you eliminate one mistake, you're really um, increasing your score by a significant amount. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's say you uh, pup, 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 play a game. Show some of the viewers what it's like to play some Donkey Kong on a really high level. Yeah, um, yeah. Give me a minute to set up, and then I can, I can uh, show you how I play. I'm sure there's a lot of people here, <laughs> like Jeff and Phil and Mark and everybody. We've all seen, <laughs> seen you play for hours on end, but. There are new people here, and they might not be familiar with Robbie and his stream. And if anybody wants to follow Robbie, he's on Twitch. It'd be Lakeman421. And the other thing, too, is Robbie also plays other games than Donkey Kong. That's a major misconception over the Donkey Kong players is that they only play Donkey Kong, but they do play other games, and they're really good at all sorts of different games. Yeah, I, I got I got two new world records this past year. On uh, I got the record on Death Race, and then I also got the record on uh, Buggy Challenge. But at the Death Race. The Your score was what? Thirty three. Yeah, I got thirty three. Thirty three. I thought so. Which that that'll be tough to beat because yeah, now we're all we're we're beating each other by one point every time. Mark E.D. says go, sir, and Jeff says to play properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan says that I play too much risk, so I don't know if that's properly enough. <laughs> Here's a question. What is the lake, man, juke, and why is everyone doing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very valid question, sir. The Lakeman Juke, uh, that was a move I taught Alan over a year ago on the pie factories. On the pie factories, generally what you want to do is 
uh, stay on the left side until they all, all the fireballs spawn out because um, you want to go up the right side and have a clear path. But what he was doing was he was just running straight to the right and he was splitting the fireballs. Uh, so they were on both sides blocking him from going anywhere. So I told him that if he juked to the left at the beginning of the board, um, it would trick the fireballs to stay to the left side. And he, he tried it and he didn't split the fireballs and he, he, he got through it. So he called it the Lakeman juke and he started doing it. I don't even think he does it anymore, but. Marky says, be sure to show us how to execute the stall loop. Ah, uh, the stall loop. That that's another uh, that's another little thing that Alan does. I I was actually doing this, that stall loop before he was. I'm sure somebody else was doing it before I was, but he officially trademarked it. So I guess I guess technically it is his. Uh, Panda, just go to TwinGalaxiesLive.com, and you will see underneath the video there will be these wonderful fantastic blue call buttons and right now we have TG Live 3 through 8 open so you just click on one of those blue call buttons and accept and you should be able to call in yeah now everybody's juking in the morning, juking in the evening, juking at supper time. Yeah, it just all depends on what time of the day you want to juke. <laughs> I actually do two jumps and a straight jump up, and I, for some reason, maybe it's my Donkey Kong superstition, it just seems like the fireballs will stay towards the left after I do that. Well, that was the purpose of the, the juke when I taught Alan was, yeah, I told him that they would stay to the left. And he did it once, they saved the left, and he believed it, so he kept doing it. But I'm sure he doesn't do it anymore. That's the thing about Alan. Great guy, but he'll listen to advice, maybe do it three or four times, and just <laughs> forget about it. Go back to playing his own way. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I've, met, I've known people like that where... They'll do, they'll do something and it works for a while and then it just won't work one time and then they're just like, oh, it won't ever work again. So I'm trying to set up my camera, but I have the lag, so I have to keep waiting to see if it looks good. Looks fine for me right now. If anybody would like to, if they go to TwinGalaxiesLive.com, you can actually control the cameras, and you can enlarge my beautiful face, or you can also enlarge Robbie's gameplay just by clicking on the cameras. Alright, uh, Glenn, can you see, like, the score and everything? Is that, yep. Does that look good? Alright, yes, yeah, sir. Um, I don't know how you want me to play. I could run boards, I could point press, um, but I can do a little bit of both, whatever you guys want. I mean, I'm, just, enough people. Just give, give the viewers the basics. Maybe just try to get them into playing Donkey Kong if they're interested. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can run boards for a little bit, and then uh, once I get to like, level, I can show them how to point press.
Yeah, there you once go. You, yeah, once you get to level five, that's when you have the same thing over and over and over again. But and the barrel boards get a little bit easier, and you can point press them a little bit easier. Yeah. Jeff says the L2 challenge. Level two challenge. Level two challenge. We could do that at some point. Someone wanted to jump in. Ben says oil can record attempts. Uh, no, that's that's that's. I have the record on that, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that Donkey Kong has so many different records that you guys track on the forums, like within the game. The oil can record, the L2 challenge. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so on these rivet boards, what you want to do is typically you want to clear this bottom left rivet, and then you go up to the top left and clear those rivets, and then climb back down this hammer. So the thing is with the hammer, once you have the hammer, you can't jump or climb a ladder. Um, so this way you can go back across the screen and not have to worry about going back or climbing any ladders. It's, it's generally the safest route if you're just starting out, if you just use this pattern. And after this, you just want to clear all the other rivets uh, however you can if you just got to avoid these fireballs. Now, see, um, when I was playing... You noticed that I, for like I was believing in the Wii way too much in the beginning of the levels, and you told me to just do the star pattern to level three or level four, and then decide on what one's better, and that helped my gameplay out tremendously. Yeah, on the on the earlier boards, the fireballs are are pretty slow, so it's a lot more forgiving for the star pattern. But um, it's also, there's more potential for points when you use that pattern. So um, this, yeah, this board level two is kind of a pain because the barrels don't steer as well. So the barrels are programmed to kill you. So when you're holding the joystick in a certain direction, the barrels want to go down that ladder. So I'm holding, I'm, push, I keep, I'm pushing right and kind of just trying to get them away from me right here, just like that. Keep steering them away until they have a clear path to this hammer. But um, yeah, this board and the level three barrel boards, they can be the toughest just because uh, they're more random. The barrels, they're less predictable, the wild barrels and steering the barrels. So uh, you just, you never know what you're going to get. And trying to get points on these boards is what makes the game really hard because you're constantly restarting because you're dying. You're dying so often trying to get those extra points. But just uh, just running through it's a little bit easier. <laughs> Rough estimate. How many restarts do you think you've done in your Donkey Kong career? So my, uh, I don't even want to think about it. It's probably, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, probably well over a thousand or so. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's too many. Too many. <laughs> too many games go down the drain. I know it all too well. But yeah, I just uh, on these on these rivet boards, I I try to do this pattern as much as possible, just because you get to use both hammers, and if the fireballs cooperate, you can. I mean, I've smashed 13 uh, 
fireballs on one board. So you can get a, a ton of points um, by using by using this pattern. But yeah, once once you get later on into the game, you kind of I guess Glenn put it in a good way. You kind of choose your own adventure. Choose um, your own you, adventure book. Yeah, you choose your own adventure book, and uh, it, that's just generally just reading the fireballs and the board and just picking a pattern. Um, and whatever is the best one that you think you you just try to stick to it and hope it works out. But it won't <laughs> always work out. Uh, you gotta keep that in mind. I might be the only one that thinks this, but after the rivet boards, if I clear it, the first thing that pops in my my head is that part from Indiana Jones when uh, the dude where he drinks out of the Holy Grail and the guy's like, "You have chosen wisely." <laughs> uh, I always think about that clip after I clear every rivet board. Yeah, yeah. So I just died there. Uh, he hucked the wild barrel right at my head. Um, so that yeah, just that's an example of what makes these earlier boards a lot harder. You get that random bullshit every once in a while where you just you're mid air and you, you just can't do anything and you just uh, you just decide he doesn't want you to live. And the wild barrels are really vicious on what loops three and four. Uh, definitely two, two and three are, are probably the worst. Um, the barrel boards they level up every time, uh, like during a board. So, say you're on board one, eventually the difficulty goes to board two while you're still playing that board. So you're playing uh, level two one, and then all of a sudden you start getting level three wild barrels. So um, you have to deal with that. Um, so, yeah, the, this is a pie factory. It's kind of try to survive on these mostly, but. This one's easier because there's only three of them you have to deal with. But once you get the once you get the level four, you'll see four of them. And then you get the five, you'll see five of them. And then after that's five for the rest of the game. But, and then you got these elevator boards. Early ones, first two are pretty easy. The, the springs are slower and they're more space, so you have more time to climb up the ladder. And it almost doesn't matter what spring you go on sometimes. If you're just tuning in, Robbie's giving out tips for anybody that would be willing to start playing DK. We haven't quite gotten into advanced point pressing yet, but this would be a good start if you're interested in playing the game. So yeah, the same thing on this board. Just yeah, I got uh, I should get at least two or three smashes from here. Well, now they just ran away, but there's oh. what we like to call them on the DK forums: potatoes. Potatoes. When you get a good setup, that's when you start counting the potatoes. I just count potatoes anyway, even if I get one or two. <laughs> one or two is better than none. Exactly. Which, believe me, I've done that before. <laughs> Grabbed so, a hammer and got nothing. Rivet boards, the fireballs spawn on the opposite side of where you are, so... 
I was on the right side smashing all those fireballs. That's why they're all on the left side now. So that's that's another thing to keep in mind um, later in the levels because sometimes you have to set up a board a certain way to, to survive. But you, yeah, you can't control the fireballs. You can influence them a little bit, but you can't 100% control them like you would almost would with barrels. But I could uh, I could start point pressing on this board because level four the bar the wild girl started out as uh, level four I guess pretty much the same as level three barrels and then once that timer is down to about maybe 5900 or so it goes to level five so that's when it's um, the actual the real gameplay starts. <laughs> the real game starts, even though most normal people won't ever get to this level. <laughs> Did Donkey Kong Country evolve from this game? Interesting fact. The, the Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country is actually Donkey Kong Jr. Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. It's, or so they say in the timeline. So Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country is actually Donkey Kong Jr. and Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong throwing the wild barrels. They are trying to kill Robbie right now. So Donkey Kong's son is actually the Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country. The tie-wearing Donkey Kong that Mark Marky D loves so much. Yeah, and a lot of us don't like. <laughs> I was being sarcastic about that. I think Marky D probably hates that red tie more than anybody. <laughs> Donkey Kong is kind of a kind of a weird one, like as far as gameplay evolving, because Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. are the same, but they're pretty different as far as gameplay. And then Donkey Kong Three is like a shoot 'em up game or a shooter game, not a shoot 'em up, but a shooter. And then after you get into the arcades, then you get the Council games. Junior does wear a diaper, Jeff, but in 1994 he took the diaper off and put on a tie. I think the very first game Donkey Kong ever was seen wearing a tie was on the Game Boy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe it was a Game Boy game that he was wearing a tie on the cover, and that was the first time that seen Junior wear a tie. So this is a newer technique, or kind of, I guess, uh, one of the newest techniques that have been around is you wait up here and you group the barrels, so you got to... But I got that firewall coming up, so I can't do it right now. But I'll do more of that later. That's where the real 
the real fun begins is when you're trying to squeeze all the points out on a barrel board because if you average um, 100 points more per barrel board, that's 5,000 points in the long run. So that's, that's kind of why every point matters, especially on the barrel boards because you see three of them per level once you get to level five. Them pro strats. Pro strats. So I'm going to try to have both these prizes. Um, I'm going to go for that first too. Some a lot of people don't go for that for that first, but I go for it because it's uh, an extra probably three or four hundred points per elevator board. So I think it's worth it. Oh yeah, especially if you're trying to grind out every single possible point that you can. Nash villain, this is Robbie Lakeman playing Donkey Kong with us tonight. The one and the only. Sensei Robbie Lakeman. So this this port is probably the first one where I guess you could kind of choose your adventure, but um, they seem to be staying to the right side, so I'm just going to kind of try to stick to that pattern. Now, for people that might be new, when would you want to go for the star, and when would you want to believe in the weave? Uh, everyone has their own. The, the great thing about this game is a lot of the strategies are similar, but uh, everyone has their own playing style. A lot of people kind of stick to what they're comfortable doing. So some people like to only weave, some people like to only star, but um, I know me and like other people like Ross, they like to mix it up a little bit depending on what they see. But I know what he does, I, I'm pretty sure what he does is he waits, um, if, if they all, it depends on where they spawn. If they spawn kind of all on the top, that's when he does the weave. If they spawn on the bottom, that's when he does the star. Um, what I do is I start out using the star, but if they all start swarming to the left side, that's when I go and use the weave. But Ross has more faith in the weave than I do, so I try to stay away from it as much as I can. But sometimes you just can't help it. You just you kind of see a four that could be just deadly, so you just you just start clearing rivets and hope you can find a path at some point. Yeah, uh, Robbie does have his own arcade cab. That's what he's playing on right now. I wouldn't mind the Donkey Kong in my living room. Yeah, it's not bad to have in your living room. It's a nice <laughs> little seat. I got this and I got Super Pac-Man. Another good one. Alright, this fireball is giving me hell, but... That jerk fireball. Yeah, those jerks. It's gotta hope you find a good path, and I just got one, so. But that's that's the thing when you're trying to play at my level is when you're on the bottom hammer, what you want to do is you want to wait until you have a good barrel set up um, to get as many smashes with the bottom hammer as possible. So, so sometimes you have that fireball immediately come up, 
and you're still waiting for barrels, but then he decides to keep going up, and then that's that's when you just can run into problems. But it's just you can't you can't keep giving up those points because in the long run it really makes a difference. So it's just you have to deal with it, and you just have to hope it ends up working out. It's a win-win situation. Exactly. <laughs> this is the calmest I've ever heard you play in Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's different when you have the record and you finally got what you wanted. So it's just you start having relax. fun. You've been stressing over it for too long. Now it's just time to relax. It is. I can I can get frustrated later. I've done that plenty times in the past where you're just grinding out a game for months on end, finally get your goal, and then it's like the weight of the world's off your shoulders, and now you can just move on and do something else for the time being. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that works. Now you start playing a game out of fun, and then like once you realize you're capable of breaking the record, that's when you really, that's when you really start getting stressed over it because you're trying to push that game to its max. And you just need you need to execute properly and uh, have everything go, go your way. And especially in a game like this where it's so random, there's so many things you can't control. And you some it's just like some days you're playing so well and the game just totally screws you over and you just, you just say, why me? Like the game I'm, I'm uh, learning right well getting ready to take the record down on. I started out playing it, like you said, just for fun. And then I got to a point where I was, wow, I could actually marathon this game. Now I'm getting ready to do that coming up. <laughs> Todd said, Glenn, you need to wipe that dirt off your chin. I know. I shaved. I, I feel so just naked, man. I, I, it, did, it was like down here. Like, almost down to my collarbone uh, during the uh, Twin Galaxies card event in August. And then I got home and shaved it off. Walter didn't even recognize me because I, I had this beard going on. He's like, I didn't even recognize you, Glenn, with that beard. Pick you up. That was probably Elijah, that marathon track and field Nashville. I, I do believe. Yeah, yeah, that was Elijah. Which is insane. I played a game tapping a controller for tapping a button for 26 hours. I can only imagine track and field. Oh, I know. After that, that run, my wrist was dead. That was on a sh shoot 'em up game. So I can only imagine track and field, and I think he did like, what, 30 hours? Something crazy like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And obviously, you got to press the button faster in that game than you would in any shoot 'em up. So, 
I give him mad props. Yeah, Glenn, I, I, my laptop's on my cab, so I can't really see the chat too well, but if anyone has a question on my gameplay or how to, or I have any questions on why I'm doing a certain thing, just uh, let me know and I can answer the question. Okay, I'll let you know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of crowd we have. If there are people who are DKF members or people who just never seen the game, but it's a mixed match. We got it's about half and half. Half Donkey Kong players and half people that are new to the game. Oh, that's good. So if anybody wants to learn anything about Donkey Kong, right now this is the perfect stream. We have the world record holder on playing Donkey Kong, and plus there is plenty of people in the chat that are all world-class Donkey Kong players. Yeah, so this, this grouping strategy I got going, this is, this is how you're milking out all the barrel boards, and it's just... Um, it's pretty much the most patterned out thing in the game uh, with wild barrels as a variable. But uh, yeah, it's something, it's one thing to get used to, but in the long run, you just, you can average at least 2,000 points more per board um, as opposed to just using golf hammer. So in the long run, you're definitely, uh, yeah, you're definitely scoring a lot more points. I've once seen Brian Allen go for both hammers and still end up with not as much points as a normal person would do just getting the top hammer. Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it depends on how, a lot of the, uh, a lot of scores are depending on how effective you are with the bottom hammer. If you have a good bottom hammer, you can, you can easily score over a million fifty, no problem. And that's, that's why I wait or a lot of people at my level, they wait on the bottom hammer, even if that fireball goes up, because yeah, you need to smash as many barrels as possible. But yeah, if you're if you're just grabbing the hammer and, and that's it, I mean, you're not gonna really score too many points. Yeah, and grabbing the hammer and steering barrels away from you. Yeah, that, that yeah, that won't yeah, that won't get you too many points. Sometimes you can even lose points if you, you keep doing it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I've seen him lose points before doing that. Oh, yeah, it's definitely possible. Because not if you're not smashing barrels, you're also running down the clock even faster. So, you're yeah, you're, you're, the timer's ticking down a lot faster, so you're losing points. And this fireball's not letting me have it. There we go. Do you think breaking the Donkey Kong world record is more important to you than taking a morning dump? <laughs> I mean, they're both pretty important, but uh, I guess I, I have seen somebody compare that, compare a Donkey Kong kill screen to taking a morning dump. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was I was pressed for time on that one, so I kind of took a little risk. I, I actually did trap the fireball; I just didn't time to jump right. This is uh, this is Glenn's favorite part. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Oh boy. 
Glenn, Glenn loves those books, I reckon. Yeah. We talked about that one night. Those books are the devil, man. Yeah, those, they, those, those, I've never felt so trolled by a book before in my life. Exactly. That's every. I swear, there's it's 90% bad endings and maybe like 10% good endings. Maybe. And it's probably more like 95, 5%. Yeah, there aren't too many happy endings in those books. <laughs> and it's like the most logical choice that you can make is usually the one that gets you killed in those books. <laughs> like, you're, you're, <laughs> you're uh, hanging off of a cliff. Do you try to grab for the branch uh, above you or do you scream for help? I'll grab for the branch above me. Oh, the branch breaks. You fall down to your death. <laughs> <laughs> And then you turn back, and I was like, well, what the hell would Screaming for Help would have done? Oh, your best friend comes and pulls you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, those troll books. <laughs> Choose your own adventure books. Trolling kids through literature since, what, 1988? <laughs> yeah, at least. I was just happy that you knew what the hell I was talking about when I said choose your own adventure book. Yeah, oh yeah, my mom used to get me those books when I was a kid. Yeah, they, they would just irritate me because they just, yeah, they kept trolling me really hard. Yeah, another thing, uh, there, yeah, he just threw that wild girl. So when you get to level five, uh, the wild girls, they don't pinball like they, they, don't, they do in the earlier boards, so you know where they're going to be, but at the same time, I'm always watching, like, Kong, Donkey Kong has, like, an animation about him. Um, you can see him reaching for a barrel, and then kind of he holds it um, between his legs, and then he releases it. Uh, so I always have to watch what he's doing. If he's reaching for a barrel, there are certain spots they don't want to be. So you have to keep that in mind when you're trying to... Uh, get to the kill screen and if you're trying to climb that short ladder to the top hammer um, there there if you time it poorly he, he can throw a wild barrel right on top of your head and what we in the community call is it's 1 16th uh, because that's the odds of getting hit by a wild barrel is 1 in 16 which doesn't seem like the odds are too bad but when you're seeing over 50 barrel boards it can it can make a difference if you have one extra life in the end or not. So you always have to keep that in mind. Uh, Bach, the way that you can control the cameras is by going to TwinGalaxiesLive.com. I don't know as how it works on mobile. I'm not at the point uh, I'd be uh, grabbing the bottom hammer. 
with my gameplay yet. I'm still just going, shooting right up to the top and grabbing the top hammer and forgetting about bottom. Yeah, I recommend anyone who's starting out to just run boards. That's that's the best way to learn. Because there are just so so many other aspects of the game you should probably learn before you start point pressing. You can uh, join into the Skype call by going to TwinGalaxiesLive.com and you'll see some blue call buttons underneath the video. TG Live 3 through 8 is open right now, so just click on one of those. Starting to like DK yet? No. <laughs> Love the community, hate the game. Yeah, that's the. That seems to be the motto. Uh, Todd, you know as well as anybody, man. Once you start playing that game to try to get a kill screen or anything above a kill screen, you you kind of start hating it and not enjoying it. It's all business at that point. My high score is like just under 400,000. But I haven't been playing it. I haven't played it in like weeks, like a serious sit down and play it. They're busy with work and everything. Yeah, it's a game you can't really take too many breaks from either, because then you get rusty. Do I find it boring and repetitive? No. Yes and no. I have played a lot more boring and repetitive games for longer. <laughs> I mean, hell, Pac-Man, come on now, once you run patterns, there, I don't think there's anything more repetitive than that. It's frustrating, that's why I don't like it. It's frustrating. It's kind of, like, I don't know, like, Zookeeper's frustrating too, but I enjoy it more. Which, it's more, it's a broken game and everything, but I don't know. The thing with Donkey Kong is it's not, I mean, yeah, the boards do repeat at one point, but since there is a lot of randomness, you you see, you see still start to see some situations you've never been into before. You Not every level is different, and there's no, there's no game, there's no two games that are ever going to exactly be the same. There's just no, there's no way it's possible.
I only play Turbo Pack. And <laughs> I just ain't got time to sit there and grind out Pac-Man for four hours. I just like I, playing Turbo Pack. It's a good game to play with friends. Yeah, I try and work just having time. beers. It's it was, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Well, because I there's uh, that new Adam Sandler film that's coming out in uh, next summer, and I had connections to that film, so they wanted me to provide them some IMPs for their gameplay, like that they're going to use in the film. So I sent them a Donkey Kong Kill Screen IMP, and they're also looking for a Pac-Man one. So I told them I would try to learn Pac-Man and Kill Screen it, and then send the IMP. So I spent probably about two or three days trying to learn that game, and. I, I think like the second or third day I got about 800,000 and I just couldn't do it anymore. I just said, no, no way. I just don't want to do this. Yeah. Because once you get to the ninth key, I mean, I, I mean, there are different patterns, but I was just, yeah, you just you pick one and you just keep doing it over and over and over again. When I got my split screen, it, it was, it wasn't even, I was just sitting in the garage with my friend Hans. We were watching the baseball game. And I had a game going. <laughs> About the time that the baseball game ended, I ended my game. And I had to go like a million points on my last man. Yeah. Which was, once I got over three million, then that's when it, I started sweating and got kind of, yeah. I kind of got a little bit nervous there. I ended up pulling through. I was just running board, so I think I got like three million sixty thousand, which is pretty low for a split screen. But yeah, I'm not trying to get a perfect or anything. Did you say you did it on uh, turbo or was it regular speed? It was turbo. Yeah, that's the only way I can play Pac-Man games if it's turbo. Which it is easier, but I just enjoy it more. It's a good game to sit down and relax and play. Because even if you do make a mistake, you can get out of it pretty easily. Yeah. I, I like to call like that kind of game like a good like beer game. Like You can hold one beer in your hand and then play the game with the other hand. That's what I was doing that night, just watching the baseball game with a buddy and playing Turbo Pack. <laughs> and the Brewers won that night, so hallelujah. <laughs> I missed baseball for years when I was in New Zealand. Cricket is stupid. <laughs> we actually have a friend that plays Donkey Kong, and if you tune into his streams or Skype in with him, odds are you'll hear a cricket game in the background. It's terrible. And that would be the one and only Alan Stahl. <laughs> My uh, boss's boss loved 